0: Hello and welcome to Part the Bus, the podcast that talks everything Scottish football from up and down the country. Uh, sorry for the delay, we are back. Um, it's me, Andy Dixon, hosting, and we are joined by a voice that we've not heard this season. It is you and Armour, long time Oh, long. Hello,
1: hello, hello there, podcast people. Um, safe to say, I'm happy to be back purely because one, I've missed listening to my own dulcet tones on this. And two, this is probably the only podcast this year where you'll have two voices of reason on the same podcast. <laughs> the many times I must have been tearing my hair out listening back, listening to Kieran or Cami making statements, and I'm like, you're joking. And no being able to say it there and then do your work commitments. But fair, I'm uh, back, hopefully for the long term.
0: Yeah, the European one, uh, when you played uh, Luzerne at home, that was quite a good one. I really enjoyed that it. Was- Aye. Um, so right, I think to be honest, we'll move on. We'll start. We'll get this we'll show on the road. We'll start. I think there's only really one story in town. Um, um it's probably it's probably the biggest story this this week. Um, and it's about Hibernian and Lee Johnson. Um, obviously it's probably been some start uh, of the season. Um for Habs and Lee Johnson. They obviously started earlier than everybody else. They went into the European Conference, Europa Conference League. Um, they started their season, and on the 27th of July, they lost 2-1. to enter the Escalades, um, obviously in Europe. They then came back and beat them 6-1 in comfortably went through. They then started the season um, losing 3-2 St Mirren after fighting back for 2-0 down. That didn't put them off. They managed a 3-1 win against Luzerne. Then on the Sunday, they lost 2-1 to Motherwell. totally forgot about that result. And then went over mm-hmm. to Switzerland and got a 2-0 draw. Um, and Luzerne came back, played in the League Cup, scraped a League Cup win, uh, winning 2-1 against 10 men with Rovers. And then the last the, for, for the playoff round was Aber, they got Aston Villa. It was Aston Villa 5 for Bernadette Easter Road. And then the final nail in the coffin for Lee Johnson was... Livingston, uh, Livingston at home on Saturday, it was Hibernian two, Livingston three. So luckily, first of all, we've got Hibs fan who's going to talk us through everything um, in regards to Lee Johnson. So on you go, Mr. Armour.
1: Um, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> um, I'm fairly happy that he's left. I actually was really surprised that he last year. Um, he got binned as early as he did, though. Yeah. Because in the week are up, because everyone's like, oh, the Aston Villa game, you can't judge them on that. Fine, fair enough. That is literally a, a dead rubber for us, a dead robber for Aston Villa. Yeah, We knew they could have played their under-18s or under-16s and probably still pumped us 5-0. The only reason it was as low as 5-0 is because they chose to take the foot off the gas. Because once they got that first goal, they were just toying with us in that game. It was literally just, attack after attack after attack and if they when they decide to switch it on don't get me wrong beautiful beautiful thing to see but you just knew that if they wanted to they could have scored 10 12 15 however many they wanted to Um, so that one there was fine the start to the league season though I think this has probably been the easiest start to a league campaign that we could have ever had yeah and we have got zero points from it. Yeah. You know, we started off the season with a 2-1 defeat over in and- Andorra. Johnson says, one of the excuses was we flew out the day before and weren't acclimatised to it, even though we just spent about three weeks in the Algarve, or at Malaga, or, I don't know, somewhere in south Spain, Portugal. So it's like, right, okay. Came back, pumped them 6-1, that's fine. Then lose to St. Mirren. Don't get me wrong, St. Mirren are cracking team this season they were good yeah. last season they just didn't have that wee extra bit
0: yeah.
1: to tick them over um, and then although we got the 3-1 win against Luzerne at home the 2-2 draw that we got over there Hibs also flew out the day before the game so even though Johnson was using it as an excuse for the first round yeah. we played in I don't get why he wasn't pushing the board more being like right let's get us out an extra day earlier. Because basically all they're doing is flying out there, waking up in the morning, maybe getting half an hour on the pitch as a warm-up. Yes. And then playing the game. And that's it. So you can't get used to the feel of the pitch, especially away, away from home as well, yeah. in a different country. Um, and like you said, I think a lot of it stems from, Hibs fans never really took to them to begin with. Partly down to being an ex Shambo. Well,
0: I was going to say? Do you think that's pr- probably him and Jamie McAllister coming in as two ex-Hart's players as your management team?
1: Oh, hundred percent, a hundred percent. There was, I, I think it's partly that. Majority of it is the kind of arrogance of the guy yes. who thinks that he's better than what he is, and obviously I don't know if you've seen it or I assume a lot of people have the Johnsonisms. The David Brent, account. yeah, yep, the David Brent one and. I love it. I love reading that. It's been making me pass myself laughing the past couple of weeks. But I think the Livy game was the final nail on the coffin, but the lid was shut long, yeah. long time ago. So even before the start of the season.
0: Do you think I mean I watched I watched the Hibs St. Marin game. Um I watched the hibs St. Marin game, obviously, I found a stream um to watch that. Um and obviously there was a few he would made changes half he made changes like half an hour in or something like that and brought players off and got you' got yourselves back into the game out to be fair I thought he wouldn't oh, look that bad aside um and then obviously as it goes on you see you see obviously you're looking at who's who's playing I mean do you think obviously there's there's obviously been an issue with recruitment perhaps um I mean he's a spent big, like he's have backed he's been really well backed. Um, in regards to the money he spent on Dylan Lever, the money that he spent on Venti, am I getting that right? I've yeah. Ben, Fenty. Money
1: spent on Venti, money Fenty spent have. on Lever and Yuan.
0: So that's, that's and we also great. spent money on that uh, Wallercott as well. So, and then the thing is we me, right? And obviously, I am I am no Hibs expert whatsoever. I mean, I've got a, a good understanding, I think, but he's played. I understand playing minutes and things like that and players do need minutes and things, but like you've had that game, you've beat Luzerne at home, you've had the game against Wraith Rovers, and you started with like Johan, you started a really quite a strong team against Wraith Rovers and then struggled. So it seems that Boyle's like, for example, Boyle and Johan seem do you think they've played they've played every game or started every game nearly?
1: Uh, is there back- missed the motherwell game Motherwell game. So yeah,
0: is there a backup? Is there, what's the backup for these players? Because it just seems, to me, it seems a bit mix and match, if you understand what I mean by that. Um, especially in um, the front, because there's no mix and match at the back because Stevenson and Hamlin are still there.
1: Yeah. Kind um, of to answer the multitude of questions there. Recruitment, I feel, has been fine bar in defence. Okay. And it's been like that the past five years. Yeah. Attack-wise, we are solid. And it's shown him how we've played so far this season. The fact that we've scored 19 goals but and conceded 20 kind of shows that, you know, if you're pitting Hibs on your Acker, don't put yeah. them on to win, but put it on both, teams, both to score. teams to
0: score.
1: But chances are one of our players will get a goal somehow. But the only game so far this season that we've not scored in has been uh, Villa game. I
0: think the Villa Hat games are always going to be free hits. I mean... The size of yeah. Valar compared to Habs, like money wise, and the gulf between the players is unreal. The fact when they're when,
1: they're when they're bringing on a player like Telemans off yeah. the bench, and we are bringing on Christian Doidge, yeah, it's exactly. it's just you can't you can't do that. Um, as you were talking about the Samirin game, the reason I think a lot of fans fell out with him at the start of the season after that loss as well is because in his post match interview, he said oh, you don't really want to make changes happen hour in because then that shows that you've got it wrong.
0: Yeah.
1: But everyone knew from the start, even before that game started, when he's been playing um, Del Fieri, I think that's how you say his name, <laughs> at right back, he's a centre midfielder. He's a 19-year-old centre midfielder from Belgium. Yeah. And he's been playing him at right back because he obviously doesn't rate our youth. I don't know why, because... He seems to keep sending him out on loan So our recruitment has been fine we had plenty of decent enough backups We've sent out Oscar McIntyre on loan
0: Yeah,
1: Who technically should have been our backup left-back Because he's, he? yep, he's, left, he's a defender isn't he? He's a left-back Yep we sent out Dan McKay on loan He's
0: never got
1: a no, play for has he? Wait how many not have never a play for abs? Yeah I feel as though Dan McKay if well, he was coached properly, which is another thing we could come on to. Yeah. If he's coached properly, could turn out to be a decent squad player for us.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Never in a million years do I think he would start for us, but if you've got someone if you've got Boyle and Yuan playing both wings and you want to give them a bit of rest,
0: yeah.
1: start Mackay, give him a bit of pace, just let him run at the fences, tire himself out and then bring them on, or bring him on at the end when our defence is getting tired. Because chances are Chances are he'll get a chance. He might tuck it away, he might lay on an assist, you never know. But now he's pl- well, I say playing at Livy, he's getting off the bench for Livy. And like yeah. every couple every couple games. Um obviously being unlucky with Levitt being injured. But I honestly cannot remember the last time Hibbs last paid money for a centre back or had that wasn't Rocky Bishiri. That oh, we didn't sign accidentally.
0: Yeah, we saying that.
1: Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like I can't remember the last time we actually purposefully because we signed okay, we signed Miller on loan. Uh we signed Miller for like 20 grand, I think it was. But there was there's been zero proven centre backs brought into the club for years. I think Adam Jackson in 2020 or 2019 was the last time. And he was a solid enough centre back, and we got rid of him. Why? So we could persevere with Paul Hanlon. I'm not <laughs> saying Hanlon in the slightest. He has been the least of our concerns. He's probably been one of our better performers this yeah. season. It's been his centre-back partner, Fish, who's... I don't know what it is. I think the lakes stride up or something as he's came back up here. <laughs> he has been absolutely woeful. And Hanlon and Stevenson will always be the whipping boys for the players in the team. But you that. can see the weekend. You can see the weekend there, though. Half the hips fans don't know who to slate now because Hamlin and Stevenson weren't playing. <laughs> so it's like, where do you where do you go from there? Yeah. So I feel as though our recruitment's been fine. It's the setup, and this went back to last season as well. It's the setup of the team.
0: Yeah. It,
1: if you play players in the right positions, we'll win games. Un's not a winger. He can play there. He plays well there, but he's not a winger. He's a striker. Yeah. Play him on the last man, be tricky, get him further up the pitch. Because if you play him out in the left wing or the right wing, all he's going to do is stand at the halfway line and try and skin about nine guys, then run back to the halfway line and try and do it all again for these Instagram highlights reel.
0: Yeah. So, it's- in regards to that then, obviously we've, we're talking about the way the team has been set up and we'll go back into last year as well and we're talking about recruitment and, and, but it's probably more to do with tactics as well because obviously last year, Obviously, he's had Nisbet. He's took Porsche's left halfway through the season. He still had Nisbet. How much did Nisbet then save Hibs? Just the goals that he got. How much was that probably covering over all the cracks in Lee Johnson's tactics? Oh, teams?
1: massively. Massively. Has he been when... found out
0: now? Is this what has been just found out because he's not able to replace that? Yeah,
1: I think so. I think that all of Johnson's good runs that he's had in the league has been either... When Boyle first came back yeah. and we went on that winning run, he then got injured and we went on an absolutely shocking run. But then this bit came back and so did McGeady at the same time. Yeah, We picked up a couple of wins and then McGeady got injured and we were kind of in, out, in, out. But a lot of Hibs fans are slating this bit for basically losing us the chance to finish above Hearts or finishing third because he missed the penalty at Aberdeen. All right, okay. But we wouldn't have been in the top six if it wasn't for Nisbet the last couple of months of the season. Yeah. I mean, the guy scored, what, almost a goal a game, I'm
0: sure? Aye, yeah, it, was, it was pretty much...
1: But it's something close and,
0: to that. Stuff like that, yeah. It wasn't far off that. Uh. So, yeah,
1: players players like Nisbet, he's, we all knew he'd be hard to replace. Yeah. But it's getting the rest of the team round about it. Because Venti will score goals for us. He looks like a really... Good player actually But he'll just need The support in the service He's already scored A couple goals so far This season But our midfield Is where our biggest issue is Because the only player We have in there Is Newell At the moment
0: Well this was the next thing So it's Newell syndrome long, is, How long is he out for? Or is he back? Is um,
1: he... Nah there's two, there's two different Ones It's either Just after the international break Yeah the, I think that's what We're hoping for Or it'll be closer to like End of October time. Nothing's actually came out concrete saying, "All right, we expect them to be back at this time." Or
0: yeah, so they're not quite sure. Um, one other thing, obviously, is in in regards to that. then. so, probably just moving on. Um, in regards to to that, who's his replacement? Who who do you think should be his replacement? Because obviously, you've seen all the names that are linked. You've seen Neil Lennon, seen Scott like just read Graham Arnold. So, who do you think?
1: I mean, I'm a hard no for all three of those names. Um, For the pure and simple reason, Neil Lennon was neither sacked nor left our club back when he um had his following up with Dempster and threw the chair at Canberra. Yes. Um, When he walked out of our club and just basically walked straight back into Celtic because he knew Rodgers was leaving. Yes. Um, everyone expects, says, oh, he's a winner, you'll shout at the players and that. It's like, the players didn't like Johnson. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, that's <laughs> a lot-
1: a lot of news coming out saying that he wasn't well liked, and folks will say, Oh, well, you don't need to like your boss to do your job, but you need to have the respect there." So Johnson yeah. never had that. Lennon, while he was a winner as a player and as a coach, he did give up ten in a row with Celtic. Well,
0: I was going to say, I think the and, ten in a row has been massive for how much winning right. stuff. Exactly,
1: and I just don't, I just don't see him doing anything else with us. Like as soon as his team got. As soon as Stubbs's team got picked apart, yeah, cherry picked away, he couldn't rebuild. He couldn't build a new team with the money that was given to him.
0: Well, that's what it. was expected. Bear in mind, you are certainly gonna be, um, you're certainly going to be, better, you're certainly going to be, but maybe better, better back now. But I suppose anybody coming in, I mean, they've got to, in my opinion, if if are bringing anybody in, they've got to do it soon because you've got what a week left of the transfer window.
1: Yeah, it's next next Monday. Um, yes. When the window shuts I'm sure
0: Just to try and maybe as it, Maybe even bring a centre half in Or What have you The
1: thing for? is we got Brian McDermott there oh. Who's our director of football now So I'm pretty sure He's going to be still be looking Over it all Yeah Do you think he's got A chance um,
0: in the game They get the gig
1: nah, I don't think he wants it
0: Nah
1: I think since he left and He's been happy enough it Doing a scout able... Obviously one of the Scouts for Arsenal Director of football Kind of the background who to be honest could... with you, if, if Steve Keane never left a couple of months ago to go to that Jordan side, yeah, he would have been a, I would have chucked my money on him just moving straight up to being the manager. Um, whether whether some people would have wanted him or not, he's done fantastic with the youth team. Yeah, so at least he would bring the youth through. But I yeah, don't know that's... if we want if we want wins and to finish in Europe, then Derek McInnes is the way to go.
0: All right. Okay. I was going
1: to say who, but, but would, that, would that work with the Hibs horrendous. fans? So, no, it wouldn't. It's the same way as when Hibs lost, uh, when we went from Mowbray to Collins and then Collins to Patalainen. Yeah. Patalinan he got fine, with, his results were fine. You know, he got steady enough, but his football was horrendous. To, say, and to be honest, like
0: I've watched Kelly already this season because um, yep. somebody in this podcast has got to watch Kelly. Um and they seem like in person, obviously you've seen them on the telly, but they look mm-hmm. they're very they're very direct. They are very stiff. they're very well drilled. They're three centre halves, they're three big centre halves. I can um and they, at one point I think I in they'll put a back seven. Yeah. we had them hard under, to beat. Yeah. And this is the thing, I, as much as you'd be hard to beat, I don't think that would wash with some of the the Hibs purists um,
1: to no. be
0: honest no, no. Graham Arnold I've just read he's been linked to it I've
1: just read that on Twitter about two minutes ago uh, nah I, I couldn't I couldn't him. stick to him I couldn't see him coming eh? I could see him coming but I don't th- again I don't really see I th- a lot of Hibs fans are wanting like either Kettlewell or Robinson but Kettlewell not really that proven he could still technically just have the manager bounce right from the start of the year and it's just carrying through a little bit yeah Although he's doing well, um, Danny Cowley's been a name that's been bandied about a bit, though.
0: Okay,
1: the boy from—is it him? No, is it Montgomery? The boy faced Central Coast Mariners. I know the name Danny Cowley. I, yeah,
0: I know. I know who you're talking. I think about. I'm
1: getting my name. I think I'm getting my my main mixed
0: up. Um,
1: Danny right, Cowley, is it. Yeah, he's it.
0: He was at Danny
1: Kelly was previous at Portsmouth. Yes, uh, Nick Montgomery. That's who it is. Is that Nick the Montgomery? Central Portsmouth. Yeah, the Aussie boy. Um, because apparently he's been he's been doing wonders down south. He won the cup last season with them. Um, and apparently he does quite well with the youth teams and bringing them through as well, which is what we need. I mean, we don't really. Johnson, when he first came in, said he wanted to play attractive, attacking, you know, high-pressing yeah. football while bringing through youth players. But he
0: just brined them out, didn't he? He them out yeah. and, and I, gave them a and I,
1: think, and I think that's why Steve King left, was because he wasn't sure whether Johnson would still be here at this time next season or not. And he thought, yeah. well, if he yeah. is, then my young guys are not going to get a chance. So we just need to leave it.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's what he's done. He's up and left. Um, I've just seen as well on the BBC, Kevin Thompson was talking about, obviously, Hibs needing someone that knows exactly what Hibs is all about and what the value, long-term values and goals are. Yeah. Um, and he's kind of said, it's like, well, everyone knows I'm available. I'm a forward thinker and it's the way it's always been. So oh. he's ready to go. He gets the chance. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Kevin Thompson, obviously, she's has got brand mentioned as well. He's probably got a bit more manager experience than... Well, I don't know, actually. It rough must be roughly about the same now, because of the, they've had out... About... Brown,
1: I would say Brown's further out of the race for it than yeah. what I think potentially Thompson would be, especially as the Hibs fans as well, because Brown's not really doing that well at Fleetwood this year.
0: There's a lot of stuff. He
1: started off quite well last year, but...
0: A lot of stuff off the park at Fleetwood, though. Um, yeah, exactly. A lot of issues off the park, so it's one of these. I mean, obviously... It's, I don't know I've seen Steve like Steve Evans mentioned who's the manager at Stevenage. Yeah, Crawley leads. I don't know. There's something that seems that that would be maybe the route that he's to go down rather than Kevin Thompson. Yeah. As much probably. as Hearts, I think it's Hearts and Aberdeen have both got unproven managers. in, really, like mm-hmm. if we're talking, regardless if it's if you want to mention it's Hearts, Naismith or McEvoy, both of them are probably not really that proven. Um. Obviously, you've got Steve. You've got Barry Robson at Aberdeen. So, I mean, the teams around them, the teams that they're competing against, have got, have done something similar. Kevin Thompson's probably more proven than the rest. Of the 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 other two. So, yeah, I could see maybe why might they, why they would maybe do it. But at the same time, I could probably see that Hibs would go with someone that maybe another something that they've picked from the lower leagues in England rather than a a Hibs hero. I don't. I don't know if he's. A, I don't think he's a legend like Kevin Thompson, but. Um, or Scott Brown to be fair, but I would think that probably heroes came through the ranks and everyone else. I think there's a lot of pressure on them, but I would imagine yeah. that the board, depending obviously, who's got influences on the board, whether it's like obviously how much influence has Brian McDermott got, for example, where to help to obviously try and pick his replacement to see does he know someone three down south that could maybe help out. So yeah, I think it's gonna be uh it's gonna be interesting to see who they pick. Um whether they how quickly they pick it as well is going to be uh, quite interesting as well. We see Aston Villa um on Thursday night Thursday night. Sorry, yep. it's gonna be Thursday. David Gray's gonna be back in charge again. Is this his third case in caretaker now?
1: Yes, yes it is, and he has a fifty percent um win record. Two wins, a draw, and a loss. Um Do, memory, so correctly. It,
0: Again, we're talking about following ex players and everyone else. Do they do they stick with him? Do they give him a a few wins? Obviously Villa is a free hat regardless of what happens. But if they get something that yeah. happened, uh, for example, do they would you would you be happy if they kept him going or is there too much pressure with David Gray?
1: I think it's nah. I I think potentially I think the new manager that comes in, while I'm all for sentimentality and everything that David Gray done. Potentially because he's been a coach for so long at these past three managers,
0: yeah.
1: Is he also a part of the long term problem within that one? I've heard that from a couple of Hibs fans. I'm not saying it is, I'm not saying it isn't. I'm just saying that
0: no, no, potentially I absolutely. Absolutely. A, really,
1: a really a really defensive player. You know, played right back all of his career, chipped him a couple goals, but our defence is just leaking.
0: Yeah.
1: It's going. It's worse than the Titanic.
0: Suppose he could maybe understands defenses a bit better. Like, I don't know. It's one of these. It's 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 difficult to see. But I mean, we'll see who that is. Obviously, we'll move quickly on. We'll just talk about Europe as well. Obviously, we'll start with Habs. Aston Villa. What do you do? Would you? How, who would you play? Do you play? Do you put your reserves out and just take the hat? Do you put well, a good thing?
1: You kind of, you kind of stuck to the. Um, register players that you had in that yeah, you registered for the competition
0: got, you, you register youth players as well.
1: All right, so it might not be all of them, but I'm just try to think of. I don't. He's gonna. He's gonna end up playing Marshall because I don't see him packing anyone else.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe go five at the back. Just a flat back fight like what we played against Celtic at Parkhead last year right. when it worked until Yuan got sent off. Something like that. Just park the bus and stick, like, you and Boyle up top by themselves.
0: And just get along and let, let them run on it.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: I mean, um, you know, I've got your squad here. Like, you can get the squad online, the registered players. All right. Um. Again, it tells you who... I mean, striker-wise, you've got... You've got there's no young strikers registered. You've only got Johan, Vente, Boyle, LaFondra and Deutsch, for example. Yeah. Goalkeepers, you've three goalkeepers registered for Europe as well, actually.
1: Aye, that's because, and technically one of them's injured. Which one? Wallachot.
0: He's not registered, he's
1: been unregistered. I don't know, is it Johnson? Aye. All right. Well, he technically had an emergency loan back to us. So <laughs> he, I'm pretty sure he's the way back out to Queen of the South.
0: Okay. He's still registered for Europe. Um, Aye. Defender wise, it's uh, Oscar McIntyre, obviously, Blaney. Heath, uh, yep. Wright, Bullock, and Calder are your your reserve. You're under like your youth. Yeah, registers. Right. You've got Hamilton, J. McIntyre, Smith, and McGarva. Your other youth players, as well. So again, these are just names. Most of them are just named them. If you're looking, but it's not as many youth players as I thought would maybe be registered. For, perhaps to be honest, considering you no. can, considering. The amount that we've got registered now—I don't know if that's just because we hold a B team, um, so we've got more players hanging about. Time Castle, but um, yeah, it's quite interesting there. But aye, I mean, at the same time, do you give some of these players maybe the only chance they're ever going to play that Premiership ground?
1: Well, that's it. I don't really, I don't see them doing that at all because. Chances are, Villa will end up playing maybe not a full strength squad, but it'll be a it'll be a slightly weakened but still strong squad yeah. because they won't want to lose.
0: No, absolutely
1: not. Emily regards this competition as one that he, he'll look to win.
0: Yeah, that's well, that's always they always do though, don't they? The people they come yeah. from the continent. It's just English, I think it's an English thing. They don't really aren't really that interested. But um, I mean, to be fair, as someone that we've I've been in that position, you get scurried five 0 at home to Spurs. You go down there, and you You're just going down there for the the experience and stuff like that. But I mean, they they played their they played their B team, um, and we got a 0-0 draw. So you never know,
1: potentially. But I don't know. I'm not holding my breath out. But we can quickly move on to the game that is happening tomorrow night, Tuesday night, if I'm right. As as Andy always says, it's his um. Catchphrase on part of the bus, professional as always. We have all
0: the facts up to date, ready yes. to go. Rangers PSV go man. Yes. Wednesday.
1: Wednesday. There we go. See? Tell you. Wednesday,
0: Wednesday eight o'clock.
1: Professional as always.
0: As always. Um, I think it's going to be. I think it, he, he can't spot them, eh? I don't think he can spot them um, to who to who's going to win. I, I don't. I really don't know. I mean, it's obviously it's a 2 old draw at Ibrox. Rangers went and lead twice, but obviously got picked back. I think Rangers would have probably preferred to play Ibrox first, uh, second, sorry, but I don't know. I don't want to really predict who's going to go through. Rangers have obviously haven't they been great at times. I mean, obviously they've got a good yeah. and easy uh, standard result win on Saturday. PSV haven't played, so probably, but I think that's a different story for a different day. Don't know. I really don't know. I hope, Hopefully and we just kind of do it just for Scottish football. Again, I've said already I'm a hypocrite. At the same time, I want them to get pumped because I want all Scottish teams apart from Hearts to get pumped. But yeah, I don't know. I really... As it should be. What's that? As it should be. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've openly said I'm a hypocrite when it comes to that. Um I do. It. I, obviously you want them to win. Just I think sometimes it's just to get it up the English my nan could score up here. Uh, Brigade
1: But yeah I mean that really happened. Pretty much um, PSV didn't look that Great at the back again But the, now the Rangers So it Could just be a case of All out attack Whoever loses the goal first You just see them Absolutely pounding The other goals um, And That's a big one For Bill as well Because Rangers will obviously be Hoping to get that Group stage money To get them Closer to Celtic Financially um, who've obviously been graced with group stage guarantee group stage football uh, last year and this year, um, although potentially, while well, they might want the money, is the extra incentive to go further in the Europa League a little bit of a carrot dangling in front of Beal and maybe kind of try to cut his teeth in that lower competition to then get himself back up next year if he's still in charge? We're not too sure. Uh, moving on for the Rangers game now, it will be Hearts and Aberdeen, uh on Thursday night. Uh, Hearts obviously 2-1 losers against Pauk. Um, They didn't actually seem that good of a side, the Pauk side. The looks... Very sugarly, but then Hearts kind of just shot themselves in the foot. Um, obviously with the offside goal wasn't wasn't great, and I could you could sense from watching it that that just kind of sucked the life out of the stadium, sucked the life out of the players, and it kind of gave a wee bit of rise to poke which a phenomenal goal to win the game for them.
0: Yeah, um, it was one of these weird ones. I was, you are sorry, I have just been dealing with a five year old, um. So well done to armor for keeping that going. But I mean going in there on Saturday, eh, sorry, Thursday was probably one of the most frustrated I've ever been. Um they don't look great at the back. Nope. Um, they do look really uh, they do they, they can be got at, uh, to be honest. I thought there were so many things that we probably could have done better, silly mistakes and everything else. Uh I mean, you do, you you get the penalty, you didn't get a penalty away straight away. It's the most frustrating yeah. thing ever. You give that penalty away. The longer we keep them out of the game, the easier the maybe the easier it's going to be. Um. Obviously, I don't. As I said, it was really weird to see the because I sat in line with where that offside goal happened, and it looked Aye. it might have been offside the way that he passed it. But I've never seen i I've never seen a proper replay to show like a still to show where Shankland was. Because every replay I've seen. It looks like the I boy. There's a boy, the... there's a boy in the middle that could, be, and it's one of these is that there's never been anything definitive to show the line, but again, it's one of these is that you've got you've got to mark, go to either mark them. But you see how many bodies try to throw their cell at the ball when the boy hits a shot. But All we had to do is maybe play some like someone further forward, and he's not hitting that shot because they've got to then move someone up. So it is so frustrating. I think we're, still, we're probably a star in the tie. um, But again, you're going over to Greece. You can't what it's like when you're going away from home. It's just probably something we should have won. I think we should have probably won the game. And it just bugs at me, to be honest. Because we, as we've never, after the we blew third last season, and we blew it, um, we yep. had, we've Back had time. a really good chance to, um, to get ourselves into Europe. Uh, the European group stages again, five million, and to be honest, I think I'd rather be in the European the Conference League than I would the Europa League, and, and again, I think Aberdeen would probably be better than that as well, because I think there's more money for them to be held in the Europa League group stages. Uh, for well, the, that's it,
1: there's, there's not much difference between the actual prize money. There's not difference between, between the Conference League and the Europa League.
0: There isn't, but what you would get, so they'd be guaranteed just about full houses anyway, because they would still get a couple of top sides coming to yeah. Pataudry, but what it'd also be, they'd be third seeds, so there'd be there'd be a chance for them to probably win two games, which is a million pound.
1: You can't complain at that.
0: So yeah, so I think for a million, I mean. So they could have a million pound um, on top of everything else, plus their, their full the three full gate receipts, rather than going a. Rather than, and also rather than going to the Europa League, getting pumped every week because most of the teams would get hammered. We we worked it out the teams that Zurich played last year. They got absolutely They got scudded, so we'd have got scudded. You um, uh, So I think for Aberdeen, they're probably are better in the they're probably better in the conference. League. You can understand why they'd maybe they they win the tie absolutely, and they they have got every chance, um, to win the league. Hey, anyway, win the league to win the tie, I should say. So I mean, are they they're at home? Pretoria's sold out, don't say that too often, but it's sold out. Um, I think they've moved the away fans as well. The away fans are in a different section, because the section they're in doesn't meet UEFA criteria, apparently.
1: Yeah, so thankfully, for the first time ever, those Aberdeen fans can experience what an absolute terrible away end they've got. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely freezing Baltic every time you go up there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean... I think, obviously, we're guaranteed, three team, we're guaranteed three teams in group stage anyway. I think that we've got an outside chance of us getting there. I'd be absolutely buzzing if we did. I just somehow can't see it, especially with our midfield options. That's As I say, that's a properly different podcast where I could sit and diverse why. After all this time, we've played defenders in midfield alongside Cammy Devlin when we've got all these other midfielders on the bench. So... Anyway, I think we'll probably just leave that there just now. Um, hopefully, we get as much as we can. Hopefully, Hibs go go down to, well, from the podcast type, I want them to go down and get scudded again. But the pod, people on this podcast will want them to go and not embarrass themselves. Hopefully, we can go out and do something. No wants us to get scudded, which is fine. I can live with that. And we've got the other three teams that are guaranteed. And whether it's two in the Champions League or two in the Europa League, I think we'll soon see it very soon. So here we are. It's the Scotland squad has recently been announced. Steve Clark's latest um, squad to take on Cyprus and England. Um, just going through the squad, it's pretty pretty standard from who you'd expect, um, with one exception, but we'll come to that in a second. So we've got Sander Clark, Angus, Gunn, Liam Kelly, your three goalkeepers. Defenders are Jack Hendry, Aaron Hickey, Scott McKenna, Nathan Patterson, Ryan Pochis, Andy Robertson, John Souter, Kieran Tierney. Midfielders are Stuart Armstrong, Lewis Ferguson, Billy Gilmore, Ryan Jack, John McGinn, Callum McGregor, Kenny McLean, Scott McTominay. And making his first international call-up is Elliot Anderson of Newcastle United. And we've got Che Adams, Ryan Christie, Lyndon Dykes, Kevin Nisbet and Lauren Shankland are attackers. Although I still, the way they look, position, I still think Ryan Christie is more than a midfielder. Um, to be honest, that's pretty self-explanatory, that squad like most of the squads now that he does. I mean, I think striker-wise, you've got four strikers. Pretty self-explanatory. I don't think you can argue with any of them. Defenders, mm-hmm. I wouldn't argue with most of the defenders. The midfielders are the same. Obviously, it's good. You're also giving Anderson the, the chance. Um, he's chose to play for Scotland. So, yeah, what's your thoughts on that, Mr Armour?
1: Um, yeah, like you said, it's pretty much... The Scotland FC um, domestic club that Steve Clark seems to have be be playing with my football manager continues for the international break. It's more or less just the same teams. Um, there is obviously always that one or two players that might get in, might not. Hayley Anderson's obviously the one that gets in this time. I'm trying to remember who it is he's in for though. Who's out compared to the last squad? I don't
0: know. That's a
1: look. I'm just trying to think. Because you've got Patterson, Hickey, Robertson, i will be uh, Taylor. That'll be who it is. Greg Taylor,
0: right?
1: Greg Taylor. There we go. Yeah, so, I mean, you don't really need three left-backs. and
0: Four left-backs, because
1: technically like, can play right left-back as well. Oh, aye, true. So, <laughs> maybe he's planning on playing Anderson there. You never know. Well.
0: He's a bit up, the way. I've got that right. Like, yeah, um, yeah,
1: he's, we, we he's
0: tra- a midfielder. We tried to get him on loan. I tried to get him on loan um about a year and a half ago, maybe. Right. Um, from Newcastle, but it just didn't it just fell through. It just didn't it was just one of these things that didn't happen. So um but people from what I see are raving about him. Um He's
1: actually a really good, really tidy player on the ball. And he? the fact he's managed to push through and play every single game so far this season for Newcastle. Especially yeah. with the type of players around that Newcastle team, should be able to speak, speak for itself. Yeah, I mean, what
0: But players that didn't make, didn't get in, I've seen people shouting for Ben Doak, um, but I don't know if that's maybe to try and make sure that you you cap him um, to make sure that he can't change where he's playing. Well, All the right. thing is, who
1: else, can, who else can Ben Doak play for? Because I'm pretty sure he is literally just Scotland.
0: Is he? I don't know. I th- I was just assuming that the way that people were were talking about it. Um let's have a look. Well, he's obviously... Yeah, maybe I'm wrong.
1: Yeah, for all for all I can for all I can see when I look it up and that he's literally only just available for, for Scotland, oh
0: that's fine. Um, We've plenty of time for that if, that's, if So I'm...
1: maybe that's maybe that's why Clark's thinking don't need to call up right now. He's not played first team football. Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. So Suppose I. He's only been at Liverpool a year, so that doesn't really. That doesn't really matter either. But
1: I mean, the his trajectory just keeps, seems to keep going up and up, though. Yeah, we're talking about Anderson finally being able to pick, finally pick in Scotland because there was a small portion in the last year and a bit where he was getting called up for the Scotland under twenty one squad, and then. Saying, oh no, I can't, I'm injured. And going to the 19s. Aye. Or going away to Dubai with his mates. during an international break. So, I mean, he was, he's not the first player that's done that, though. Aaron Hickey. Aaron Hickey. Maybe he wasn't getting off to Dubai in that, but he was always pulling out. Yeah, he was,
0: never, he the, was never
1: playing 21s, like. Aye. He was just a, I'm either playing the full team or not at Nothing all. Nothing at
0: all, aye. I'm playing in Serie A so right. you can decide what I'm doing but I think that that's a pretty, pretty good squad obviously Cyprus Cyprus beat Cyprus and we're practically just to be uh for the Euros
1: yep and to put it quite bluntly as well it doesn't, doesn't matter what the score is against England if results go our way we can qualify I believe at half time during an England game really I'm fairly certain. Um, I think it depends if I think if Spain draw their game,
0: right? So or I'm
1: Spain sure. win? No, I think it's if Spain win. Cause I'm pretty sure they're playing Norway, Jordan. Who's is Norway? Is that?
0: that?
1: I don't mind. So Second. Place. Professional. professional I if This is what
0: we're all here. This is why you put us in for this.
1: So we I So we play Cyprus, and then in England, and then Spain, and then France, and then Georgia, and Norway after that. Let's have a look.
0: I'm just going to get the see if I can get the. So you've got the rest of them up there. Do you want me to get the rest of the fixtures? Yeah, you
1: you bring, you bring them all up when you go.
0: That's fine. So we'll get the fixtures. You I don't
1: know. Like I've got everything
0: else right, now, but let's have it or, there, welcome to Wikipedia. Everybody, let's have a little look. Oh, but yeah, I'm pretty sure
1: I can't remember. Someone on Twitter done a really nice graphic of it as well. Yeah, so basically,
0: the... yeah, so Georgia plays Spain the same time we play Cyprus, um, and then Spain, Spain plays Cyprus, and Georgia played Norway. So, imagine if. I think if Norway probably, if we beat Cyprus and Norway drop points, then we're practically qualified.
1: I think it, no, it's Georgia that we need to drop points, not Norway. Is it? Yeah. And then- oh, it's, I, I'm, sure, I'm sure it's, if we beat Cyprus and Spain beat Georgia, and then I think all we need is either a Norway win or a draw in that game while we're playing England, puts us through to the Euros
0: and then if we beat Spain we could
1: beat four or five now down against England and celebrate it like mad
0: <laughs> yeah it's going to be it's going to be some time um, I think obviously depending on how things go as well if you get something against Spain um, you could technically win the group when we're playing France so yeah. it is absolutely wild as well as I think we're on 12 points and then Georgia Norway are on four points each and Spain are on three but, I mean, yeah. Spain have played two less games, of course, but um so yeah, obviously we're assured in Nation League's playoffs just in case. Um yeah, but,
1: just in case we scotland up.
0: Yes, absolutely. I love how we're not Hibs in this time, but yes, yeah. Of course. Absolutely. So we'll see, we'll see how it goes. It's going to be these games are going to be on the 8th and the 12th of September. So there's not long until that happens either. So yes, fun and, fun times to be Scotland fans, everybody.
1: Exactly as always, and I've now gladly settled down and realized that Steve Clark actually does know what he's doing.
0: Yeah, we can see that. And
1: not every single, not every single call up is like, "Oh my God, why is he not calling up this player? Why is he not calling up this player?" It's like just let him cook, as the kids say, let him cook. But,
0: yeah, what well, sort do doing this squad that he's done, isn't it? It's to do with the squad that he's built himself, and, and everything. Right. So yeah,
1: and again, again though, he's built in a Derek McInnes mode. Yeah, he has. Like that game against Norway.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Rendered for to 45 and then just switched it on. <laughs> In the
0: last 10. Right.
1: Exactly. Funny. What a
0: scoring. And we can see it because is leaving here. And, and as I always say, he doesn't even listen back, so he doesn't know we're talking about. Him.
1: Exactly. But a Steve Clark. Not the Scotland manager, Steve Clark. Clark.
0: Well, just as a, a summary, just to finish off, that the this weekend is the second preliminary round of the Scottish Cup. Um, after that, it is the first round proper. So it is still tier six and seven teams and below that are in this, or, as in for the licensed teams. Uh, so we've got both juniors are, are playing Bonnet and Thistle. You've got Colt Art at home to Blackburn United. Preston Athletic versus Dundonald Bluebell. Hillyby Thornton at home to take what? Dunbar United versus Valey Leathen. karl Rovers versus Dalbyty Star. Timcastle versus Hutchison Vale. Genefield Swiss versus Cooper Hearts. The amateur team, the amateur Scottish Cup champions. You've got St Andrews United at home to Harding Athletic. You've got Wiggin and Blacknock. They're at home to Auchinleck Talbot. You've got Irvin Medda at home to Dunapace. You've got Pollock at home to Ben Burb. You've got Newton Stewart at home to Lancarty. Socky Jr. is at home to Rhode Island Shipyard. Who's that We so interrupted this just, broadcast. have just been interrupted by a five-year-old. Give me two seconds.
1: If I was reading off the same sheet as Andy, I probably would have continued this on, but I cannot, I've got a different orderly team, so not a clue where I would start with it. Interesting um, if All you guys What to Listening to the Next Game Podcast After this With their own League teams That'll be Andy and The Gaffer Kami Making a comeback Again
0: I am back Yes So where did I get to I got to Socky Burnt Island Ship Didn't I We've got so, yes. St Cuthbert Wanderers Versus Dalkey Thistle You've got Hoyk Royal Albert Versus Gullspace Sutherland You've got Cumnick Juniors At home At home You've got Cree Town At home At Whitehall Welfare Camelon Juniors at home to Newton Green Star. You've got East, Hill, East House's Lily against three Rovers. Kilwin and Rangers at home to Glasgow Uni. You've got Broxbourne Athletic at home to Lockheed. You've got Penicuik Athletic at home to Rutherglen Glen Glencairn. You've got like shut up, Glen Aston Athletic versus Darville. You've got Fort William versus Clyde Bank and Musselburgh at home to Coldstream. So there we are. That's your ties. Um... Interesting and everyone wants to be in the next round, first round proper, when the Lowland League teams and I think League 2 come into it. Um, everyone wants to emulate Darvall, Um, even Lithgay and Drumchapel, who got to the fourth round last year as well. Um, I mean, Lithgay were a Mark though sitter away for taking the lead in that tie. So yeah, um, this is where it'll be. We'll see how it goes. Again, we have we do a lot of non-league stuff now, so... We, out for that as Armour was saying but I mean it's been good just to have a good chat today Um, and Armour about Hibs especially um, because Hibs are falling apart again and it's been good to hear your little voice so thank you very much for your time today
1: Thank you for getting me back on again Andy
0: and actually recording We have been part of the bus we are proudly sponsored by Jarna, the independent clothing run based in Scotland with Swedish soul. as a part of the bus listener you can get yourself 10% off um, by going onto the website and using the promo code. What's the promo code, Ewan? Uh Park
1: the bus pod.
0: Well done. All capital letters. I'll yeah. pop it in the show notes as well so nobody forgets. I've done that to Kieran the other week and he looked at me as if I had horns on my head. So, yes, well done, mate. Um, going there, I've obviously made the new graphic here, the gaffer and his sunglasses um, as well, just to stitch them right up because he looks like a tube. Not the sunglasses, just him. Um, and again, if you liked what we're talking about, get in contact with us. Um, we're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, X, stroke Twitter, whatever you want to call it. We do have threads and Mastodon, but we don't know really how to use them at the moment. So we're just keeping that on the back burner. Um, but please, we've, we've had some interaction with him as well. Some funny interactions on Twitter as well over the last few weeks. And we do appreciate it. All feedback is welcome, negative and positive. Uh, so again, thank you very much for listening. Um, and one thing to say, it's a bye for me. And that's a bye for me.